Yeah, no, and that's really our backbone. Um, you know, anybody could post, um, right? Everyone can post on social media, but how are we taking it to the next level? How are we being creative? How are we not duplicating what every other marketing agency in the country is doing yet? Aaron, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to talk to you, hear your journey, and have you share with our audience the cool insights that you have when it comes to marketing and especially who you work with, which is ultra cool. So thank well, you thank for being here. Yeah, thanks so much, Summer. It's a pleasure to be on. So let's start with how you got into this industry at such a young age. What, what made you say, this is what I have to do? Yeah, so I've, I, I grew up with a passion on sports. Um, I grew up in the retail industry with a passion about sports, and I knew I didn't have the athletic ability to play on the football field, so I needed to find a different path to the football field. So um, when I was going to college, I was trying to decide between sports medicine and sports management. I'm more of a business entrepreneurial mind, um, so I took the sports management route. I was very fortunate to secure an internship my freshman year at the University of Texas in Austin, and that really opened up my eyes to the sports arena as well as opened up a lot of doors for me. I took on an internship and, you know, moving into the sports arena, you know, there's a lot of individuals that are trying to break into it. So I really had to separate myself from the pack. It was an unpaid internship for a couple of years. I then, uh, and while I was still in school in Austin, I took over the events division um, for the for the agency that I was interning at previously, um, and really just worked my way up from there. It went from events manager to events manager and marketing and PR within the second largest NFL agency in the Southwest at the time. As I was becoming, and I was getting my MBA at that time, my goal from the get-go was to become the youngest agent in the NFL. And I accomplished that at the age of 24 going on 25. And that was right around the time I launched my agency that I still have today revolving my media. So it's been a really fun journey learning the types of clients that I enjoy working with. Um, we've expanded from just football into the NBA world this year. And it's been a really, really fun journey. But again, like I said, it took a lot of time, unpaid opportunities to get to where I am today, but um, I wouldn't change any of it. Oh, of course. That's, that's, you know, that's the part that I like to talk about is how you got there because so many people jump right into like, here's where I am right now, but there's some, there's some struggle and a lot of hard work to get to where you, you are today. What was it? What was it like, you know, there's people that have situations where, and, and especially with the situation of our world today, people are, are, kind of transitioning and saying, you know what, maybe now is a better time than ever to go off on my own and start my, my own business or my mm -hmm. own agency. What was that like for you? And what were some of the really big takeaways or tips that you would share? Yeah, that's an awesome question. And I love talking about that because it wasn't anything I had planned. I thought I was going to be with that agency forever until I retired. The agent at the time, he was, he was, you know, close to 60 years old, thought, you know, retirement was on the horizon. I was going to keep growing. But as soon as I was about to finish my MBA, they asked me to stay in the previous two roles, which was marketing, PR, and events, um, rather than moving into the agency division. And I quit on the spot didn't have any game plan, didn't have any agenda. I just knew 
I had put all this time into becoming an agent that one individual wasn't going to tell me no. So I left, brought a couple clients with me, really had no strategy direction. I knew that with these few players, they could leave me at any right? And there goes a third of my income. Um, so I really needed a base for the agency. So I split the agency into two divisions. Um, 50% of our clients today are professional athletes and the other 50% are, uh, are business owners. Um, I would say the majority are small to midsize, but we have the larger clients like a Lyft transportation um, that are the larger clients on more of a national scale. But the thing I realized early on that is that it wasn't just about the revenue. It was really about the client makeup. I wasn't here to babysit athletes. I also wasn't here to work with business owners that thought they knew everything marketing. Um, they're hiring us to be the experts in our field. So when I launched the agency, I knew I was going to need to work with the right types of clients. I was never going to be the business owner that's going to have 200 clients where everyone's just a number. Mm. Um, my business partner and I are on every single monthly call with our clients. So it's not like they just get an account manager. Um, we're very, very hands-on. Uh, we speak to our clients pretty much on a weekly basis, if not uh, multiple times a week. And our focus is to bring them in as much revenue as possible, get as much eyes on their brand and expand our athletes portfolio as well in businesses that they are interested in working with as well. So that was to answer your question, it wasn't a planned transition, but it really defined my career by taking that leap of faith, even though I didn't have it all mapped out. Um, I definitely think getting my MBA uh, helped me start the business and understand the business components that go into a startup. And uh, it was really just grassroots. We weren't taking a salary for the first year. Um, we were working out of our you know, homes before we launched our full-blown office. So it was a very gradual process, but We've averaged almost bringing on one client a month since we started about four years ago. So it's been a very gradual, all referral-based um, growth. Um, we do no cold calls. Uh, and we, like I said, it's kind of a very family atmosphere that my business partner and I have scaled. Um, even to the employees going for the right, you know, I was talking about the right client makeup. It's really the team as well. I, I was never a believer in an account manager. So we hired the expert in PR. We hired the expert in SEO and SEM, social media management. And that is their sole responsibility to nurture and garner the clients in that specific field. And that's kind of how we've gotten to where we are today. But it's been, it's been an awesome journey and a really fun path uh, over the past four years. I love that so much. And what I, what I really love is that I see a lot of entrepreneurs thinking that way in terms of keeping, keeping businesses really personal and really focusing on the relationships rather than thinking about how are we going to scale? How are we going to get more and more and more instead of saying, let's just really build these relationships and grow that part of, of the business. And it's, it used to be, I mean, I just, I remember, you know, so many years ago, it was all about scale, 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 scale. Mm -hmm. And now that term has a different, a different meaning, especially when people have gotten to that place where they're like, I have hundreds and hundreds of employees and I don't even know, I maybe know 10 of them, you know, that happens Correct. to people. Yeah. So, they lose the personal touch. Yeah. So, and I, and I just love that because even as consumers, I think, you know, it, it, you, you might say, oh, I want to work with that company because they're so reputable. But then at the same time, you think, you know what, actually, I really value, especially today, I really value that be, that feeling of being taken care of and having somebody really looking out for me in, in this part. 
Yeah, one hundred percent, and and that's really how we've built, you know, our our relationships within our agency and our clients. Um, you know, they know they can reach us at any time. We do no long term contracts. I don't believe in that. I believe in you work your tail off every single month to then continue on to the next month. Um, and there's a reason we don't have clients falling off. We prove ourselves. We show that revenue growth. Um, the other cool component is the fact that we're representing the athletes influencer component, as well as the business and brand, it takes out a lot of middleman um, and it really simplifies the partnerships. And, you know, we're negotiating on behalf of the athlete and a lot of times on behalf of the business and brand. So we're able to make a lot of partnerships happen that might otherwise not come to fruition. Right. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about some of these clients. If you can, if you can reveal some of your, you've got some pretty amazing clients. (laughs) I really do. And I'm really fortunate. Um, You know, their focus is on the football field and producing day in and day out. But as I scaled my agency, I knew I needed the individual that had a little bit of an entrepreneurial or a lot of bit of an entrepreneurial spirit and the openness to be able to walk into meetings and be presentable, have the proper dialogue with businesses. Um, One of my clients, Jalen Smith of the Dallas Cowboys, he is Mr. Entrepreneur. He's just turned 25. He has equity in over 19 businesses all across the board. And those are a lot of the types of partnerships I like to create is equity deals rather than a quick, quick cash grab that I feel like a lot of businesses are all about. I'm trying to have my clients build that long-term wealth and be a part of businesses that they believe in. So, you know, that's something I really look for on my athlete client. We also recently opened up a holdings company, Revolving Mind Investments. And the purpose behind Revolving Mind Investments is to invest back into businesses that we're working with. Um, So in essence, it's a holding company and it's an investment arm. And we've been able to do that and partner with our athletes as they've partnered with business owners. So I'll I'll kind of put together one example on how our agency flows and how relationships really take it to the next level. One of our top clients is the fastest growing cryotherapy business in the country by the name of iCryo. And Mm -hmm. we started with them by just running the business owner's LinkedIn page. That That was our role. He was focused on B2B and scaling and franchising these nationwide. So we started on that avenue. Um, He knew about our athlete portfolio. So I introduced him to Jalen Smith. It started off with a very small, just branding partnership. And then it got to the point of Jalen wanting to scale and open up these businesses of his own. Um, He ended up obtaining equity within the holdings company and opening up his own um, locations. Then we invested as Revolving Mind Media into the holdings company as well. And now they're at 85 sold locations around the country in just a matter of two years since this relationship started. Um, They were at 12 when we started. So it really shows how our business side of our agency mixed with our athlete side starts small a lot of times, and it just really builds up on the relationship side. So that's kind of one case study of how it's taken um, that next step. Another individual is Anthony Brown on the Dallas Cowboys. We actually just created our first partnership on an investment side and a equity deal for him. We've done a lot of cash deals previously, but he, similar to Jalen, they came into the league together and is looking to build that long-term wealth. And so he wanted to get into the restaurant space. We dove into a lot of businesses and he decided to go with the seafood restaurant by the name of The Catch. And I wanted to partner on it with him. So that's where the 
holdings company came in and we're growing together. And so I really like if I'm putting, you know, my athletes out on the line and they're putting up capital, I like to do the same uh, where, you know, I'm putting up the risk as well. We're going to grow this together. And the best part is we're able to utilize my agency and put our back end of the marketing side to work um, while leveraging Dallas Cowboys, Anthony Brown. So those are a couple of case studies and a couple of clients that we've really helped create those partnerships that aren't just a one year and done, but it's hopefully that retirement cash influx and things along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Backstage Business Podcast. I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by The Draw Shop. At The Draw Shop, we make animated videos that just work. Did you know that most businesses are struggling to increase their sales simply because they don't stand out? At The Draw Shop, we use a scientifically proven formula to create animated videos that just work. With customers such as Uber, Twitter, Google, United Nations, Lockheed Martin, Netflix, and more, we know that creating messages that are impossible to misunderstand, it's critical to attracting more customers and keeping your audience engaged so that you can stand out as the best in your industry. Find out more information at thedrawshop.com. So as you're, as you're talking about these case studies and the things that you've done, what stands out is something that you say with, with your company, Revolving Mind, is that we don't think outside of the box. We think as if there's no box at all. Yep. And I love that. Let's talk about that because how many people all the time, which is, you know, a great mindset, you know, I'm, I'm think outside the box, think outside the box, but now let's take it further. So explain. Yeah, yeah no. And that's really our backbone. Um, you know, anybody could post, um, right. Everyone can post on social media, but how are we taking it to the next level? How are we being creative? How are we not duplicating what every other marketing agency in the country is doing it? So I like to look at it as let's use social media as an example. I said, everyone can post, right? So you're posting to who is viewing your page. You can do ads to target a specific demographic, but what's the other ways to bring eyes to the page. We focus, We have an individual that is focused on creating partnerships and outreach to like-minded businesses and brands. So as an example, iCryo, we focus on commenting and liking on health and wellness types of businesses in the Metroplex, whether that's gyms, whether that is massage type of uh, location, anything in the health and wellness space is someone that we should be engaging with. So we call that outbound engagement. And I look at that as more of a proactive approach. Um, So I think, again, thinking as if there's no box at all, there's no limitations, we can get as creative as we want. And I think that has a lot to do on the equity side, like I was talking about previously. The standard influencer agreements are X number of posts with a photo shoot, and it lasts X number of months. And that's about it. But, you know, what about shares? What about equity in the business? How do they vest over time? That's where we really try and execute more unique partnerships that just aren't black and white. Right. I love that so much. And are you, do you have one location or do you have multiple, you guys work all over? So we are based in Dallas. Um, we have offices in Dal- uh, in uh, Austin and Miami, but our, our headquarters is in Dallas. We've been working remote and we've actually grown during uh, this pandemic side. So it really shows our versatility. We were already doing a lot of remote communication. And this pandemic, if anything, is 
actually grown our business because more businesses know they need to have a digital presence now more than ever. And they're trying to figure out how they can leverage their businesses and brands with influencers and athletes. So um, it's been a really unique time for us. But yeah, that's that's kind of our setup. And my business partner and I are both based here in Dallas, Texas. Well, let's talk about that because I've been I've been asking my guests what two questions, what has what has been the most challenging part about the pandemic? And then the next one is what has been the the greatest opportunity that has come from it? Yeah, the I would say the most challenging is really just pivoting a little bit. So, you know, an example is we work with a Dallas-based winery. Well, they couldn't have uh, they couldn't have customers. So we went to a wine delivery service. Um, we had a retail business. They, who, people aren't going into stores or haven't been going into stores. So we had to build out an e-commerce website for them um, and do shipping to get the product to the patient or to the customer. So it's really just pivoting um, has been the quote unquote obstacle. But the most rewarding side is just seeing how the stubborn type of businesses are now completely open to focusing on digital, right? It's, it's a lot of times, it takes a lot of time to get them to focus on it, but now they know they need to be on social. They know they need PR campaigns. They know they need to do Google AdWords and SEM management. So there's a handful of things that have really just come to light. And that's what's allowed our agency to scale, which again is the most rewarding, but a very controlled growth. We don't just bring on any clients. Um, we're really strategic on the individuals that we work with and the client makeup, like I mentioned. But that's kind of what I would say would be the little hurdles of overcoming is just changing our approach a little bit with some of our clients. But you know, the growth has been the most rewarding. You know, what's really interesting is like you said, companies that were stubborn did not want to change and might get frustrated that they're not experiencing the growth that they want. And oftentimes just like, life has it pandemic or not things happen and it becomes so painful or so you know stifling that you have to make that change you have to do something different and i think that that has been a great opportunity for many people in their personal life and in in business realizing okay now we have to do something different yeah i think that it's the ultimate time of a little bit of self-reflecting right um personally and business and putting time in what is enjoyable and what's going to grow. Um, so that's kind of what my business partner and I have done. He really focuses more on the digital creative side and I'm more on the strategic partnership side um, and athlete management. So it's been an awesome partnership that, we, that we've been able to execute. And the team is really everything, right? That's, that's the backbone um, of our agency. Our t- agency is nothing without everyone on our team. And that's what's allowed us to grow to where we are today. I want to go back just, just before, you know, it was such a great idea that I think would be really useful to revisit for a lot of our listeners. And that is the idea of not having one account manager for a client. And instead you have somebody that specializes in the different aspects of, of their branding that they focus on. Can you talk about that a little bit more? And did you basically, did you always, did you always do it? Or did you come to the conclusion that this was a better way to do it? So great. Yeah. Another great question. So from the day one of starting our agency, we knew we were never going to just have an account manager. I've worked with other brands and athletes that have worked with brands and seen it was someone fresh out of college. They were, they might be that social media expert, but they were also in charge of Google AdWords, graphic creation and PR. And it just, 
they tried to do too much. They spread themselves too thin. And I knew when we launched, if we were going to be having a business arm, I wanted the expert in each field. When we launched, we didn't offer PR. When we launched, we didn't offer Google AdWords. We waited till we found the right individual. Um, and we found the individual that's 13 years, Google certified. His nine to five is to get businesses on the first page of Google. That is his job. Um, and he's not, he's not looking elsewhere. He's very focused on his one objective for all of these clients. And I had just seen representing athletes and working with small businesses time and time again, even large businesses, to be honest with you, is, you know, there was a good individual. They were good at maybe a third of their job or 50% of their job, but they weren't experts in all areas. And so that was actually one of our, when my business partner and I launched Revolving Mind Media, that was a mandatory point that we were in alignment with is that we weren't going to push a service if we didn't have the right individual. And it shows on all of our calls that we have with our clients that this individual is the expert and they speak to their expertise and the client kind of hands over the reins to allow us to run with our objectives. So I think it's such a critical component too off too, too many times businesses are just trying to create, you know, cut costs and, have one person do two or three jobs and we just didn't believe in it. And it, I don't think it was benefit would be beneficial to our agency in the long term. And I really think it, t- it speaks to our client retention, right? We don't have clients dropping off because we have the experts in each field and we're operating every 30 days. So it keeps everyone energized. Um, they're not working on commission. Um, they have their daily objectives. And I think it's, I think it's just the right way of doing business. I think it's brilliant. And I think that's the, you know, the same for entrepreneurs, business owners to think about as well in terms of the things that they are focused on instead of overwhelming yourself with too many things. You mentioned, you know, a certain type of, of client, what kind of client would be an ideal client for you? A client that is hiring us to be the experts. If the client thinks they are the marketing guru and knows everything, we're going to be running in quicksand. It's happened once before. It was very early on in our agency. And I was hesitant going into it. We created a short-term contract with them. And we ended up having to fire the clients. We weren't able to execute. And we were really just kind of spinning our tires. Uh, That individual just kept, you know, honing in on what we were doing rather than letting us run with it since we know what we are doing. And so really the ideal client is the individual that hands over the reins to us, allows us to do what we do and grow their business. I'm a huge analytical um, guy. I'm huge into numbers. I'm huge into not, you know, my, my, the one area of my business that I have the hardest time with is PR just in the sense that it's not quantifiable on necessarily clicks back to the website. I talk about impressions and eyes seeing the article, but I don't count it as a conversion. So I love tracking Google AdWords and how many times someone's clicking our ad to get them to the page and how long they're on the page and then tracking that. So I'm, like I said, I'm a big numbers guy and that's what, you know, that's kind of my main, main focus on that end. I love it. Well, this has been so awesome. I love your energy. Like I, I think it's so exciting. All of the things that you're doing. I'm I'm so um, 
on board with everything that you're talking about in terms of business, the way the relationship management, choosing your clients, sometimes having to fire a client. Mm -hmm. um, All of it is just so good. Where can people find more information about you and about your agency? Yeah. Right. And it really was a pleasure. I, I have fun every single day. And that's, that's where my energy comes from. It's new <laughs> conversations with new clients every single day, but uh, they can find me at Aaron Zach 21 on Instagram and all social media platforms. And my website is revolvingmindmedia.com. There's a contact us page. Feel free to direct message me. If there's any questions on the business side or on the athlete side, I'm happy to uh, communicate with your listeners. Fantastic. And as always, listeners, I have all of that in the show notes so you can go right to it. Aaron, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Summer, and looking forward to continued conversations in the future. For sure. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcasts where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.